Welcome back to Goodfellows Innovation Discussed podcast. This is episode seven. Um, Aphrodite, nice to see you again. Nice to see you, Mark. Adam, welcome back. Thanks for having me. Second episode that you've uh, you've taken part in. How yeah. you doing? You let me come back for yeah, a second back. time. Yeah, so. no, yeah it was, uh, you were popular with the fans. That's what it was. Really? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we got many feedbacks about it. Right. And Aphrodite, you've you've done all seven, haven't you? Oh yes. Yeah, I know. Indeed. Fantastic. Excellent. Fantastic. It's really good. And and some a little bit of good news around the podcast. Just to talk about at the beginning. Can you believe this, Aphrodite? Our audience has been growing um, every month going yeah. up so thank you very much to all of the audience who's been who's Absolutely. been listening and taking part sending in as our, our messages um but we're, we've got just shy of ten thousand people listening every single episode individual, now individual really? listeners which is brilliant wow. so we're growing our, our our little audience which we're really pleased about that's that's exciting and you mentioned um uh, somebody you know yes. said they're listening yes a friend of my husband, yeah, uh, Prince, he's listening to us. Well, every... You can say hello to Prince then. Hi, Prince. Thank <laughs> you for listening to us. So I think that's brilliant. So thank you to everybody who's, uh, who's listening to each episode. Glad you're finding it useful and as ever, and we'll put the details in at the end as well. But if you have any questions to put to uh, Aphrodite or Adam or any other member of the Goodfellow team that we can discuss in the podcast, uh, do send them into marketing at goodfellow.com or message them on our social media channels. So uh, Aphrodite, what, what have you been up to since we last spoke? Oh, first of all, I have a newcomer at the technical team, a new technical specialist. Yeah. So this is very exciting for me, all about training and what also we can get from, from him. So his name is Charlie Briggs. Yeah. And he specialized in polymers. So that's amazing for us and good fellow. And he has such a great experience and knowledge about polymers and everything. And I'm so happy about it. When did Charlie join the team? About two weeks ago. Okay. So yes, we're very happy. The whole team is very happy. And now we're growing again on the team and it's going to be amazing for Goodfellow and for our customers as well. Yeah. And he's settling in well? Absolutely. He's fantastic. I'm Good. so glad about it. Good. Adam, have you been up to much since we last spoke? Uh, a little bit. I went over to Spain to visit some of our partners out there, which was great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really productive meetings and some nice food, so I can't complain. Uh, now, the last, uh, don't talk about food, because the last time I went on a, a trip aboard with you to meet partners, that went a bit wrong for me. It did, yeah. <laughs> we went to a fish restaurant. And I don't do fish. And you don't do fish. Oh my God. <laughs> it was great. The, the hosts were lovely. The pasta was amazing. But, Italy? Uh, was it Italy? Yeah, was it Italy? And you couldn't eat fish? Couldn't, oh, I don't eat fish. To be fair, they, they yeah, cooked you true. some special, special meals, didn't yeah, they? they did. They looked at me as if I was a bit barking mad for a second or two, and then they went and cooked me a lovely vegetarian oh, nice. uh, pasta, and it was Very absolutely good. delicious. But there was that crushingly embarrassing moment in front of our customers where I suddenly went, oh, I can't eat this. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, bless you. Um, but that's good. So it's a productive, a productive trip. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Excellent. Good. Um, and Aphrodite, one other thing that you've been up to. Talk to me about Saturday night. Oh, yes. Saturday night. Usually me and Karen, we're out at the pubs, right? Yeah. <laughs> Doing pub pit stops this pub, time. Pub crawl. All right. Pub crawl. All yeah. right. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know this phrase although I should have known but anyway so this Saturday we didn't go around the town we went for a 10k walk for Cancer Research UK and, fabulous and especially we were 
uh, aiming and aiding for breast cancer awareness as well. Yeah. So this was what we have done. It was amazing. Uh, the, the vibes that we get from we got from the people. Um, it was raining though, to it be honest, raining. but yeah. nobody cared. All right, was, we were wearing Saturday night. And it, was it was pouring actually. Yeah. To chuck it down, but I was walking from pub to pub, not doing not right. doing 10k, and I got well. We did a 10k, me and Karen, which was amazing actually. And thank you all for your donations as well. More than welcome. And how long did it take you to do the 10k? About not less than two hours actually. Fabulous. We didn't stop only in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, one small pit stop we had to. Yeah. <laughs> Karen will kill it. I will mention why. Okay. Anyway, uh, it was my fault actually. Uh, but then we didn't stop at all. It, it, it was honestly amazing. And uh, all the volunteers, they were helping us. They were empowering us. It was amazing. I mean, the whole atmosphere was great. In Cambridge, we went through the, the colleges, Downing College, for example, that I have never been. It was beautiful. Absolutely stunning. Brilliant. Yeah, it's, I mean, I love Cambridge. I don't live too far from there. And it's uh, it's a lovely place to walk around. That's great. So, um, and you got loads of donations from colleagues and yes. friends and stuff like that. We actually hit our target and even more. Fantastic. So thank you so much. No, that's brilliant. Thank you but so what, much, everybody. What we'll do is we'll put the link to that um, uh, donation page into the details of this podcast as well, oh, so that anybody who's listening, idea. if they want to help us help you much on, on that journey, thank we'll you. put that in there as well. So thank you very much for that. Um, and just sort of, you know, as ever when we're recording these episodes, so that was Saturday night. Today is 30th of October, uh, as we're recording at the moment. Tomorrow is Halloween. Uh, are you doing anything for Halloween? Actually, no, I'm not doing anything because, well, we don't have Halloween in Greece. You don't right? have Halloween no. in Greece. So no. for me here, the experience was, you know, very strange and interesting in the beginning, but we're not doing anything special, okay. to be honest. We have Carnival in Greece. Carnival. So in February, we have two weeks of Carnival that we are celebrating. Well, Greeks are trying to find an excuse to celebrate, right? I think drinks, that's true, but... <laughs> <laughs> that's what we have we have carnival for two weeks so fantastic so yeah quiet night in for you tomorrow adam do you do anything for halloween I could, i'd love to see you dress up for halloween. <laughs> i can't i can't say that i do anything different from usual keep the dog make sure the dog's not too afraid of the fireworks and yeah yeah because of course actually yeah. as well next weekend it'll be guy fawkes night oh yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, fireworks have even started already, haven't they? Have you seen any yet? Heard any? No, I was in London at the weekend. I didn't see or hear any. Uh, I didn't any hear anything fireworks. on Saturday no. either in Cambridge, but it was raining, so maybe that's the. Okay, so I know we're, we're, we're well away, actually. We've gone well away from obviously our normal topics on here, but Saturday night coming up, so it'll be after this podcast's gone out, but it's um, a, 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 your birthday. I remember, remember the 4th of November. The 4th of November <laughs> on Saturday night, and you did invite me out for a drink. Um, and there's going to be some fireworks, I'm sure, on Saturday oh, night. That would be nice. Yeah, that would be nice. So it won't be Guy Fawkes. When those fireworks go off, they're celebrating your birthday. That's what's, exactly uh, that's right. what's going on. Um, and uh, just for listeners to know as well, um, we next month we won't be recording an episode because we're going into um, in, into Christmas. So we will be in a, 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 an outtakes episode just for fun going on. Aphrodite, I'm looking forward I'm to, horrified. to some, some of these episodes. And we'll be back in January with uh, with more great content. So last Friday we um, we sent out our usual monthly newsletter that we sent to our our audience with some of the what we think are the more interesting. Uh, new stories of the month but one caught my attention Adam and it was this one about NASA 3D printing a nozzle for the rockets for going into deep space did you read that one I did yeah I thought that one was really interesting too I think the um, 
it's interesting to see how kind of additive manufacture is not that new anymore, but how they're still finding ways to utilize it and to create parts um, that are more efficient than traditional manufacturing methods. So I think with this one, it was that they could they could 3D print channels into the um, into the nozzle. Yes, yeah, so it was one cooling. part, wasn't it? Yeah, one yeah. part. Yeah, um, and also uh, developed a, a new grade of aluminium to make this work as well, which I think is interesting, and it shows that even now, you know, there can be innovation within the, the multitude of aluminium grades to to partner with new technologies. So. Um, yeah, lots of innovation all over the place, and well, it's NASA, isn't it? That's so, NASA, what? yeah. And and at the end of the day, they're trying to get things in space, so they need it to be cost effective, lightweight, etc. Um, now, as I say in every episode, I'm I'm the guy that does the coloring in for the business, so I don't always understand all the sciencey stuff. But what is additive manufacturing? What does that actually mean then? So generally, it's it's taking um, some sort of uh, input media, whether it's filaments or powder um, or paste in the in the instance of ceramics, and using some sort of technology maybe with lasers um to to lay that material down in a particular part and either you know use um light to cure it in the instance of polymers or laser sintering um so and that enables you to kind of um manufacture parts in a very different way to sort of traditional machining okay and um, you already have your design as well so your design your drawing let's say technical design is already made and you just put it in the software mm -hmm. and then you have it ready in like depending on the design in yeah. like two hours three hours max it, well maybe more depending how big it is your <laughs> component yeah there's lots yeah. of variation within the technologies isn't exactly. there um, and the materials that you can use but i think some of the really exciting things is it potentially enables multi-material parts you make more complex components that you couldn't make if let's say um other ways or manufacturing ways like um, cutting or drilling or stuff like that for a component, let's say a metal component. So yeah. it's very important that you can do it more complex, I think, in an easier way as well. Complex components and also lightweight components at the same time. Mm -hmm. So it's very important that uh, the manufacturing is in our life. Yeah. At so this point. Simplifies. Especially for aerospace and automotive, I think, is amazing. Yeah. So there's lots of use cases uh, for, for it. We'll come back to how, how Goodfellow can sort of work uh, with you on 3D printing and everything in a, in a, in a couple of minutes. But this particular um, project, Adam, it was, it's quite fascinating because this is going to be used for going into deep space. So it has to be quite resilient as well, doesn't it? Yeah, so I think the, the key thing for them, um, it seems like, is being able to keep the temperature of the, of the rocket nozzle within the acceptable range and then also the fact it's made from one part should potentially reduce the risk of failure. Um, yeah, and it's saying here that they've used a new alloy, a special powder uh, and a, a laser power directed energy deposition technology, which actually is a new one to me, so it'd be something to look into. But yeah, so I think it's really on the forefront of, um, yeah, of, of uh, moving things forward with, with innovation as yeah. it as it as it was and and here it says that this new alloy could play a key role in nasa's moon to mars objectives because exactly. obviously the, the the whole 
goal they say of getting getting to Mars, the most efficient way is get to the moon first and then go from the yeah. from the moon to Mars. It's interesting that they're using aluminium as well, Aphrodite, because aluminium is not a particularly high temperature material, is it? No, it won't be a high temperature material, but it will be. Well, what temperature will you have in aerospace, right? It depends on where the no this nozzle is. It's I have no the, idea. It's in the rocket. First of all, in the rocket. Yeah. All right. Um, well, because a lot of rocket nozzles potentially will be refractory metals, no? Yes, usually they are refractory well, metals. That's true, alloys. But um, on this one, probably the the most interesting, let's say, parameter would be the um, lightweight mm -hmm. weightness yep. of this component. So then, this aluminium alloy can be thermal stable, thermally stable, and it can be, let's say, structurally stable at the same time. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't say here the the temperatures that that it uh, goes with, but it does say that it, it exceeded um it, it well at the end it says that no. they have integral coolant channels and a vacuum jacket jacket tank so they want yeah. for cryogenic fluid application oh, so it's so called cryogenically yeah so i'm not quite sure mm. you don't need this thermal resistance to be honest otherwise you are absolutely right adam yeah and it, and it says here as well that it's it's dealt with um, pressure exceeding 825 pounds per square inch, and it's done 22 starts, 579 seconds, or nearly 10 minutes of runtime as well. So they're saying it's, it's proven to be quite resilient. It is resilient. That's true. Fabulous. There's a, there was another story I read this weekend actually, is which which I know you guys I didn't share with you before this, but I did find it fascinating. Are you have you heard of the probe that they launched in 2018 that's going around the sun? Have you have you seen this one? So it's it's going through the corona of the sun. Oh yes. To to gather information so that scientists can work out how solar winds affect the Earth and and that type of thing. But what fascinated me with it mm -hmm. was this probe that was launched. Um, it it's it's perpetually gathering speed. It's getting faster and faster as it goes through, and um, it basically uses Venus as a slingshot comes round, it's getting faster each time it, it goes through. And I was finding that fascinating. It's doing something like half a million miles an hour at this time we, we speak and it's continuing to gather. And, and the scientist that was uh, speaking in this report said it will just keep getting faster and faster mm -hmm. um, in that respect. But there was one stat in there that I just hadn't thought about in terms of, uh, of the size of the sun. So here's a pop quiz for you and see how close you can get. Oh. How many Earths can fit inside the sun? A hundred thousand? A hundred thousand? No idea. No idea? Got a guess of how many Earths can fit inside the sun? God, Aphrodite. It's just a stat. One thousand. One thousand Earths, a hundred thousand. The actual answer is 1.3 million Earths. Wow. That's, that's how much bigger than Earth the sun is. Oh, shame on me. Don't put that. I look sick now. <laughs> I, found that, I found that absolutely fascinating. So anyway, uh, just a quick reminder to people that um, if they want to find out more about Goodfellow, they can uh, visit www.goodfellow.com. Send us questions on marketing at goodfellow.com. What were you going to say, Aphrodite? Before we said about that, you said it was going around Venus. Of course they would pick the best and the most oh, beautiful planet. Oh, that, Aphrodite. Exactly, <laughs> Venus. the Greek goddess up there somewhere. This has to be somewhere, <laughs> right? Venus, otherwise Aphrodite, all right? So we have to know that. That's I mean, for, okay. the, for those that they don't know. There are a lot of people, honestly, because I have my, in, my Instagram, which is Venus, and mm -hmm. people asking me, why are you Venus? I just didn't want to write Aphrodite. Because yeah. you're Greek. <laughs> Venus, Venus is the Roman version. Yes, yeah. exactly. So there you go. There you go. <laughs> anyway, mm. back with the show. 
So going back to the uh, the 3D printing, so obviously 3D printing that's fascinating in that NASA situation mm -hmm. there, but uh, 3D printing from Goodfellow's perspective, what products do we have that help the 3D printing marketplace? So our goal has always been to try and um, offer kind of exotic, unique materials um, for people to do research on. So there's a lot of established grades and materials that are used a lot in, in additive manufacturing, and we offer those. Um, but really what we've tried to do is stock a range of um, refractory metals and uh, different alloys in spherical powders that people can uh, get access to if they if they want to use something that's a bit different to the standard materials. So the goal, like ever with Goodfellow, is to try and make available materials for research and innovation. Yeah. And if I may add as well, we have some 3D uh, PLA filaments with polylactic acid, which they are bio-based polymers and which they are enhanced with either graphene or nanodiamonds. And so of course I had to say again. that, yes, <laughs> I'm so sorry, but the, I think that these are very interesting ones for okay. somebody to test. Um, I think the other key thing to oh, offer is we can also provide small quantities of custom alloys. That's true. Um, so if somebody wants to, to try something that hasn't been used before, um, then we can produce those in spherical powders as well. Or even high entropy alloys as well. Or even high entropy alloys, yeah. High entropy alloys that a lot of researchers are actually doing their uh, experiments about them and they are trying to test how many and what they can do in the combination of those because they are combined of five elements or more, these alloys, and they have high anisotropy inside them. So it is very interesting for high strength and also... Uh, I was going to say, so what's, yes. the, what's the advantage of that? So yeah, high strength? High mechanical strength and yeah. also corrosion resistance as well, for sure. Yeah. It depends on the alloys that you're adding in. Usually there are the refractory metals, but also they have other elements as well. So mm -hmm. it depends the elements that you're using. Okay. And, and what would our use cases be? How do, we, how do we work with our customers on this? Oh, typically, the, our customers would have an, a good idea of the alloy that they want to test. It's possible for us to help identify potentially interesting alloys mm -hmm. through the technical team as well. So customers can really come to us at any level. Sometimes they have a very good idea of what they want um, and sometimes they, they look for us to provide some assistance in kind of finding it. Um, we look to, to work to get a specification together. Um, often, depending on the equipment they're using, you need different particle sizes and different uh, distributions for the powders. Um, but we can do tight enough distributions. So yeah. particle size is being so is very good. And in terms of sort of the customers coming to us about these products, so obviously we have over 150,000 product mm -hmm. lines on our website as an e-commerce thing. Do these products exist in that in that area, or do they have to come and have a technical consultation with us? They do exist. You can find them on our website, but at the same time, if anybody wants to talk about them and they want to see to give us their specifications, they're more than welcome. Depend. Have a, look on, have a look on the website, and if you can't find exactly what you exactly. need, then talk to us. Yeah. Then just send us an email at the technical at goodfellow.com, and somebody from the technical team, maybe even Charlie, will yep. reply to you. <laughs> so that was brilliant. So I find 3D, uh, 3D printing and the, and the way we're moving with this is fascinating because my knowledge of 3D printing is just the sort of little domestic things that print a bit of plastic. But what we're talking about here is 3D printing something that can go into space, I mean, deal with not only will it revolutionize how you design components and how you manufacture them, it will revolutionize the supply chains as well. So rather than needing to produce things in one factory, you can, you can have a design, you can have 3D printers set up around the world, maybe even in space eventually, yeah. and you can print what you need at, at the location. So yeah. imagine if you're 
you know, servicing lots of equipment, you need lots of spares. Maybe you don't need to have a big warehouse full of spares because you can just print print what you need um, when you need it if you've got the raw material. So it yeah, it is and will become revolutionary. Fascinating, absolutely fabulous. Okay, both, well, that's absolutely brilliant. Thank you very much. Um, as ever, to anybody who's interested in our 3D printing uh, technologies, our powders and our, our materials, you can find all the information on our website at www.goodfellow.com. You can talk to the technical team, just get in touch with us. The telephone numbers are on the website and the email addresses are on the website. You can upload your drawings and the technical team will work with you on uh, those side of things. Uh, for those who are visiting MRS in November, at the end of November, Aphrodite, is it Chan who will be going yes, there? Yes, Chan Yang, our technical specialist in the US, is going to be there. So yeah. anybody who has any question or would like to meet Chan, please. Yeah, he'll be he'll be at MRS, Maybe which is in Boston, Boston um, on the, I think it's the 30th of November to the 2nd of December, but I might have that wrong in my head. I should have checked that date before we recorded. But that's fine. Towards the end of November, you, you will find uh, all the information there. Um, and then... Um, as I said earlier on, we won't be around for a December episode. We will just put some bits and pieces of some funny outtakes that happen behind the scenes when we're recording uh, these episodes, and we'll be back in January. So, Adam, this will thrill you, uh, thrill you for me to say it, but because this is the last one before we go into that, uh, happy Christmas. Oh, my God. Sorry? <laughs> happy Christmas. <laughs> I just wanted to be the first person to wish you happy Christmas I've already see your face. I've already started eating mince pies. That's my, that's my rule. As soon as people start mentioning Christmas, I start eating, I start eating mince pies. Oh, oh, nice. Happy Christmas, Mark. <laughs> so thank you again, everybody who's listening. Go and visit www.goodfellow.com. We'll put the details of Aphrodite's walk into the text below so that if anybody would like to help donate to cancer research did you have anything you wanted to add about cancer research well it's an amazing organization that they are doing great work about this cause and i'm i'm so happy that i can support them either as a volunteer or by doing this 10k walk so everybody should i think I think, support it's, I think it's this cause is absolutely fantastic good. yeah well done so the details will be in the uh, text on this podcast on your chosen podcast channel thank you very much for listening and we will see you in 2024 sounds a bit mad to be saying that it does <laughs> yep wow